Thank you, Pastor, and thanks to each one of you. And I know that most of you know, but just for those that may not know, my beautiful, wonderful wife is just as big as a part of this ministry. Baby, would you stand up, please? She's going to kill me for later on, but would you stand up, please, so everybody can see who my wife is, for those that may not know who she is. And uh, she is a trooper. She's uh, I've never seen... um, the strongest, uh, the most dedicated, I've never seen the church under attack like I've seen over the last year. And a lot of you know what I'm talking about, you yourself. I'm talking about the, the most uh, dedicated, the most willing to sacrifice, the most involved. I've never seen so many people under attack. And if there's ever been a time that we need to have a foundation in God's word and in prayer because I truly believe what God showed me was that the reason why my my people and my church has been under attack like never before is because he was preparing us for a time that you will no longer be able to approach your relationship and your Christian life casually because it will require so much more than one hour service on a Sunday morning every week for you to be able to uh, face the challenges in our lives. And what God was showing is this isn't a season in which you're just being attacked to be attacked because you're a Christian and you're you're involved. It's be literally because he was just like if you're preparing for the uh, your your sports. Uh, like if you're a football team, you prepare, you go into July and August and you prepare. Well, it's because you want to make sure when it's game time that you are ready and you are conditioned. And so this, I believe this season of major attacks is getting ready to come to a close and we're going to see blessings. We're going to see progress. We're going to see breakthroughs and healings. We're going to see finances come. But the reason why that the group that made it to the other side without giving up on their relationship with God is going to be the group that is blessed and honored and respected. And it is so important to remember this is not a time to give up. This is not a time to quit. It's not a time to look back. It's a time to look forward. Would you stand with me for the reading of God's word? I I, I gave uh, Earl uh, some different scriptures back there, but um, I will refer to those. But I do want just to bring your attention to John chapter 11, uh, verses 38 through 40. And I would... Uh, I would ask that everyone just open up your heart. I, I do want to say a, a special uh, recognition and thanks to uh, my special guest today, and that is Heather's grandfather. Uh, we call him Pop Pop, but uh, he is uh, one of the, the one of the guys that I respect the most for knowing the Word of God like nobody else. He knows the Word of God in an amazing way. He attends a a, a church. Uh, over by closer where he lives, but he is uh, my special guest today. I didn't know I was going to. So he lost his wife. Uh, That's right. And that's the pop pop we know right there. He is uh, always has a comeback. And uh, we love you, 
And uh, John chapter 11, verse 38. Jesus once more deeply moved came to the tomb. It was a cave with a stone laid across the entrance. Take away the stone, he said. But Lord, said Martha, the sister of the dead man, talking about Lazarus, by this time there is a bad odor. For he has been there four days. Notice verse 40. Then Jesus said, Did I not tell you that if you believed, you would see the glory of God? Father, I pray for an anointing upon this place right now. I pray an anointing upon every life that is here. God, we realize and recognize that there has been an attack against people here in this room. But Lord, we know that you are a faithful God. And even in this situation that it would have appeared that Lazarus was dead, the situation was dead, the situation was already in the grave, the situation already had the stone rolled in front of the entrance, when you showed up, you reminded all of us, as you reminded that family that day, I told you if you believed, you will see the glory of God. And if we've ever needed a time in our lives, in our history, in our church, in our foundation, if we've ever needed for people to see the glory of God, it is now what that glory represents is healing What that glory represents is provision. What that glory represents is the supernatural miracles. And I pray for the anointing of the Holy Spirit to saturate this room right now. And no matter what someone may be carrying into this place today, God, I believe and I declare in the name of Jesus for the glory of God that we are going to leave whatever we carried as a burden into this room. We're going to leave it at this altar in a few moments and we're going to walk out and we're going to be free of that. We're not going to worry. We're not going to stress. We're not going to think about the suicide. We're not going to walk out as depressed. Lord, ready to give up, overwhelmed, addicted. But God, we are walking out today because we know that we are going to believe and as a result, we're going to see the glory of your power and we thank you in advance. God, I pray a special blessing because this is a special day for me, Lord, because this is my home church. This is my family. And I pray a blessing upon their lives. I pray blessings upon their lives, God, right now that they would know and realize that you are a supernatural God and you haven't walked away from any of them. You have not abandoned them. 
them. You haven't forgotten them. God, you haven't been preoccupied with someone else. You care about them individually. And I know you are moving in supernatural ways. God, we thank you and we praise you for that. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. Thank you so much. Um, I, I just want to let you know the, the situation that I walk in here today because uh, I don't know if you've noticed uh, my, my home state where I was born and raised, where my, all of my family lives is Oklahoma. And uh, one of the things we are known for are tornadoes. And this past week has been a very devastating uh, week to my home state. Uh, uh, tornadoes uh, have affected a lot of people's lives. And the... <laughs> The one thing that's probably not good that I'm telling this right now is uh, a couple of weeks ago, I was in Oklahoma. I spoke in the city of Elk City, and I spoke in the city of Cordell. Both of those towns this week got hit by tornadoes. Don't know if I want to put that out there, but, you know, it is what it is. Uh, but, but being really serious, uh, a man that was in two of the services in Elk City that I spoke just a couple of weeks ago was uh, killed this week by the tornado. He was in his uh, home, and it was a mobile home, so you are always told to get out of your mobile home. And uh, uh, unfortunately, uh, when he got out, he went to his vehicle. He got into his vehicle and tried to outrun the tornado and get to a safe place that they have in those areas if you don't have your own cellar or basement. And unfortunately, uh, the tornado picked up his vehicle and tossed it and threw him out, and he was killed. And uh, so if you'll excuse me for being a little emotional and a, bit, a little bit focused this morning, because a few weeks ago, a man said in a service just like this, and he probably thought he had a lot more years in front of him. He was only 53 years old. So if you sit here today... And your thoughts are about what's going to happen this afternoon or what's going to happen this next week or what you face this week. Can I just grab your attention? Not being an emotionalism, not, not trying to capitalize on a very sad story, but to let you know that we are in a time and a situation that we must take serious and we must find out where we are. And today... God wants to give you an encouraging word because there are people that are watching and facing situations just like this in which Lazarus died. His sisters, his family thought Jesus did not make them a priority and he showed up too late. And maybe that's exactly where you are. God, you're too late for my family. You're too late for my situation. The, the, the story that I wanted to focus on this morning is, is the story found in Acts chapter 3. And Peter and John are on their way to church. And the guy that sat there every day for 40 years, a beggar, because he was paralyzed and had never been able to walk. His destination every day was to go to a place and get the best that he could get from man. And that's what this world is all about. 
We wake up in the morning, we go off to our jobs, we go off to our schools, and we go out there with the expectation, I'm going to get the very best that I can get from man. But when you face situations that challenge your life, challenge your marriage, challenge your finances, challenge your physical body, all of a sudden you realize that what man is offering is not enough. God began to show me this, even this morning. He said, the, the, the idea, thank God that we are in a church that is not the norm. Because we have a pastor that believes in the Holy Spirit. We have a pastor that believes in the power and the gifts of the Holy Spirit and the freedom to worship. This is not the norm, but as I travel the United States... What you see is what we've done with the body of Christ, with church in general, is we have lowered the bar so low that anybody can step over. What I mean by that is, is we have learned how to attract men with man's wisdom and influence. But when you attract men with what men are offering then there is no life change. There is no supernatural change. There are no miracles involved. There is no supernatural. So you can attract a crowd with what men are offering, but in the reality is, there are people that are sitting there and they're saying, I'm paralyzed And I don't need what I've always gotten. Peter and John are walking by this guy. And his best, his best, his best expectation is that somebody's going to come by with a lot of money and want to put that in his hand. But thank God that Peter and John... We're offering what God was offering that day and not what man was offering. Because that is the challenge to you and I today. The wealth of the church of America has robbed us of a generation that know the supernatural. Because it is easier to drop something in the plate than to stop and say, I may be late for church today, but God has given me the ability to pray for this man and to see his destination changed. The world doesn't need us to be just another church that hands out a handout. What they need is for someone to believe in the supernatural. And in the name of Jesus, I say, get up. You will walk where you have never walked before. You will talk. You will go. You will live in a way that you have never lived before. We are all presented with situations that are determined by what God does. We are in a culture that we want immediate results. Well, I'm not going to challenge that at all. I'm going to embrace that. 
You know what God said at the beginning or at the end of 2016? Every year I pray as an evangelist, God, what is the gift? What is the message through the gift of the evangelist to the body of Christ in 2017? And this is what he said. Challenge and remind my people that I am an immediate supernatural God. I don't know about you. Been walking with my buddy Chris over the last two weeks. Seeing him in pain. Seeing him being so overwhelmed and beat down by what's attacking his body. And as a result, attacking his family and his two children sick. And, 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 and Brittany overwhelmed. And you know what? When I walk into those situations, I'm so glad that I'm not walking in as Ron the friend. But I'm walking in under the anointing and the purpose and the calling and the identity of the creator of the universe and I have a confidence that I can look at Chris and I can pray for him and I can pray for his family and say, no, 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 no. I'm not talking about two weeks. I'm not talking about two months. I'm not talking about two years. I'm talking about right now. In the name of Jesus, we can declare that you are healed. You are delivered. You are free in Jesus' name. The breakthrough. Look through Scripture. I challenge you. Look through scripture. Look through what Jesus did. When he walked up and prayed for someone, what happened? They were healed. When he walked into that grave with Lazarus and all his sisters could say and worry about, Jesus, don't go in there. It stinks. Yes. Yes, it stinks. Life stinks sometimes, doesn't it? Come on. I know. I'm in a room of people just like me. And there's some situations just stink. I don't like it. It's painful. It's isolating. It's overwhelming. It's challenging. It's bigger. But God is not worried. About all the things that we're looking at. He's not consumed and he's definitely not deterred. He's like, Lazarus is laying in there dead and all you can worry about is if I'm going to be affected by my smell. That's the body of Christ. Right here is God's challenge and mandate to you and I that when everybody else is worried about getting involved in people's lives that may not look so good on the outside, they may not look like they've got it all together, it may smell a little bit, may we be the body of Christ that says, I'm willing to walk into homes in this community and the surrounding areas. I'm going to walk into situations that look like a grave to everyone else. The person's addicted. The person's depressed. The person's dying of cancer or some painful disease, but we are not deterred by the fact that the person we're going to pray for is in a coffin and in a grave and the stone's already been put there by the world and by the situation. But when I walk in with the authority of Jesus Christ, I get to say, get that stone out of the way and don't you worry about how bad it smells. I'm walking in with a God purpose and in the name of Jesus Lazarus, you are not staying here.
You are not staying here. I'm going to tell you about a situation that happened many years ago. It was a Sunday night. I was speaking at this church. I spoke Sunday morning and I spoke Sunday night. It was a, it was a really big crowd for that church on a Sunday night. A lot of visitors. And God had told me to speak a message about you got to be ready at any time. And so I, I spoke a message that night. Got to be ready at any time. I had everybody stand and I gave a challenge for everyone that knew they were not in a relationship with God. Just like there are some here this morning and that is not to isolate you. That is not to make you feel uncomfortable, but just to point out something that is very obvious to you, obvious to God and for those around you and everyone in this room at some point in their life has been right where you are right now. But there was a moment and a decision made in our lives, and we pray today would be the moment in your life that you realize what man has been offering, what I've been doing with my life, is not working, and it's not going to work. And I'm not talking about how it's working on this earth exclusively, but I'm talking about the eternity and the future Because the word of God says that there will be a moment in time that either you have been covered by the blood of Jesus Christ and you have had the forgiveness of your sins and you now walk with an identity of Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior and that will give you the only thing that will ever give you access to heaven in eternity. It will not be based upon how good you are. It will not be based whether you've ever been arrested. It will not be based if you've ever done some big bad crime. It will not be based upon if you went to church. It won't be based upon if you gave money to the missions and you gave money to the poor it will be based upon one criteria that is not set up by man but it was set up by your creator he said the only requirement is that you accept jesus christ as your personal lord and savior and he is the only one that can save you and god desires to do that today And that's why this church exists, is to reach out to you with the love and the compassion and the caring of Jesus Christ. And so I gave that challenge that night, and and, and I believe six hands went up, if I remember correctly. This man that was sitting there paralyzed, and Peter and John, they spoke to him. They, they, they required an action upon him. They said, silver and gold I do not have, but what I have I give you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth walk. Taking him by the right hand, he helped him up and instantly the man's feet and ankles became strong. If there's ever been an illustration in the physical realm and the word of God for what happens spiritually when you give your heart and life to Jesus Christ of Nazareth, it is at that moment that the body of Christ, Peter and John, helping you being paralyzed by sin, at that moment they reach down what we are doing as a body of Christ. We are reaching down and we're going to help you up 
with the message of Jesus Christ and you're going to walk because Jesus Christ has healed you and forgiven you. And I gave that challenge to that group that night on that Sunday night and people began to come down to the altar so we could pray with them, so we could literally reach down, help them up. One person that raised their hand that night did not come. I would not know this until later on after what I'm getting ready to explain happened. She was a 23-year-old young lady. She was running from God. She had been invited to come that night. She was separated from her husband, but they were working on it. In fact, the husband was sitting next to her that night. She had two-year-old twin boys that were in the church building that night. And she was pregnant. She raised her hand. I'm paralyzed. I'm sitting here and uh, I'm trying to get what the world is offering. Come on, somebody give me something right now. I, I need something. I need the drugs. I need the alcohol. I need the money. I need the fame. I need the house. I need the position. I need the person. I need the relationship. I need the sex. I need the pornography. I need something to get me through this day. It wasn't working. Her marriage was falling apart. Her life was falling apart. And she recognized that night, I need to get my life right with Christ. But when it came to standing up and walking when you have been paralyzed, that is the moment. That is the moment that all of us are faced with. This morning... This week, next week, with what we do with our lives. And she was not willing to walk to an altar that night and allow us to pray. People came. I began to have everybody bow their heads. They bowed their heads. And we began to pray. And I began to lead them to Christ in a, in a prayer of repentance and acceptance of Christ. And in the middle of that prayer, the unthinkable happened. Literally, the person that thought they had more time to get ready for the time really didn't have any more time. And that young lady fell over stone cold dead in the middle of that altar. I will never forget it. She was over on the left. And when I raised my head at the end of the prayer, there was obviously a major situation going because when someone dies in front of you all of a sudden no one has to be told what to do you may use the excuse i'm not ready i haven't trained enough i don't have all the answers i'm not prepared for this but when someone dies in front of you, all of a sudden, you just graduated. 
I was the one with the mic, and yet I did not give any dis- instruction. Two nurses standing right behind her moved into action and documented this entire situation. She had a heart condition she didn't know about. She, she was laying there, no heartbeat, not breathing, skin turned blue, lifeless. And this is, I'm going to tell you something that you will never forget. That I learned that night through a powerful illustration that only God could set up. Don't ever forget this. The dead count on the living. That young lady. If there's ever been someone that needed a second chance. She needed it. But there was nothing she could do anymore. She had two-year-old twin boys running around that church building that night. And they needed a second chance of having a mom. That husband sitting next to her that night. That they were separated. He needed a second chance to have his wife. And yet she was laying there. And I found out very vividly the dead count on the living. Who are the dead? Bible's very clear. Those that are not in Christ Jesus. Who's alive? Those that are in Christ Jesus. Somebody began to do CPR. Somebody started doing mouth-to-mouth. Someone called 911. Someone ushered all the children out of the room. And you have never had a prayer service like a prayer service where a young lady is laying dead in the middle of a sanctuary of Christians. And there was no organ playing. There was no piano. And there was no drums. And there was no guitar. And there was no amazing worship. There was nobody on the stage. And all of a sudden, it didn't matter where you sat. All of a sudden, it didn't matter whether the AC was at the right temperature. All of a sudden, it didn't matter where anyone was going to eat. All of a sudden, it didn't matter what was going to happen the next day. The only thing that mattered was there was someone dead laying there amongst us. And we were the only ones that could do anything. Peter and John walking by that crippled man. How many people on their way to church had walked by? But it takes discipline. It takes determination. And you know what our problem is? You know why so many times miracles don't happen? It's because we have to come to the place That we don't take the responsibility upon ourselves to perform the miracle. That's God's job. Guess what? He's up for the challenge. He's not scared. He's not afraid. July 17, 2017. In less than a month and a half. About a month and a half. Two months. Guess what? My daughter is going to turn 20 years old. At 16 months old, she was diagnosed with a rare incurable disease, tumors throughout her whole brain, her heart, her kidney, no cure, nothing they can do. She's never, ever been given any 
hope. And yet, she is getting ready to turn 20 years old. So don't you dare tell this dad that God doesn't mean two miracles. Don't you dare tell me there's a situation in your life that God can't get involved in. He is not afraid of how much it stinks. He does not care about how long it's been in the grave. And he doesn't care how big the stone is that's sitting in front of the cave. I'm telling you, I'm standing here today. And in 2003, I was diagnosed with cancer. In 2004, they came back and said, your cancer's not gone, but it's spread. But I stand here today in 2017 and I'm cancer free. Don't you dare tell me God is not a miracle working. God took the paramedics 20 minutes to get there they come in they shock her once nothing happened they shock her twice nothing happened they shock her three times nothing happened let me tell you just because your family member did not respond the second time or the third time it does never mean give up it means one more time one more time you've got to believe just like we believed that night that that young lady is not leaving the sanctuary until there's a heartbeat and they shocked her again and I don't know if they shocked her as many times because they're there was a bunch of people involved and we were praying the Holy Spirit down in that place and we were expecting a resurrection. You see, church, we have we have got to change our environment and our expectation to walk into these places of worship and say we know that before this service is over, there is an anointing that's going to come over pastor and there's going to an anointing to come on the prayer team and an anointing to come on the worship team and people are going to walk out of here resurrected they were dead but now they're alive fifth time nothing happened I put her on the gurney I'll never forget this began to wheel her out and they said one more time one more time that was it it was the one more time. And all of a sudden, one of the paramedics said, we got a heartbeat. That baby that was in that womb. She went to heaven that day. But that mom was given a second chance. I don't know what is in the grave today. Your marriage, your finances, your ministry, your your job, your position, your physical body. But if you've ever had anyone try to encourage you, please, would you let me encourage you today and let you know that the God that heals my doctor, my, my daughter every day and defies the doctor's God that healed me 
Last night I hacked my way around Cold Creek Golf Course. Even though I have two titanium screws broken in my back and my vertebrae, I have four fractures, I have a double disc fusion telling me things that all the things I cannot do, but I've got a God that reminds me every day when I wake up that He is a God of the possible. He is the God of the future, and He's the God when they tell you it's over and the stone has been rolled in front of the grave. He is the God today that says it is possible for your turnaround, for your miracle. Come on, everybody, stand with me if you would, please. Father, I thank you and I praise you and I I give you glory today because, Lord, too long we have been defeated in advance by the condition we are in. Too long our future is destroyed by our destination. That man that was healed that day by the power of God through Peter and John. His destination every day was just to go back and ask man for the best that man was offering. And all he needed was one moment, someone to come along and say, I want to change your expectation today. Too long people have walked by you, sir and pitied you and felt sorry for you as they hurried off to where they were going and all they needed was someone to care enough to stop and say it's a really good day that I'm broke because maybe if I had a dollar I would have given you a dollar but it's your lucky day because I'm going to give you what God's giving today and he's not broke He's not afraid. He's not overwhelmed. Just because you don't see where the money's going to come from. Just because you don't see where the child is going to come from. Just because you don't see where the breakthrough is going to come through because of the hurt and the, the mistrust. God, I pray right now that if this service up to this point has been influenced by man, God, I'm asking right now for the sake of everyone in this room and everyone that is listening by Facebook Live or everyone that will listen to this video in the future, even someone is going to listen to this video this week. And at the moment you're listening to that, the presence of God is going to fill that room. It's going to fill that car. It's going to fill the hospital room. And and God is going to reveal himself in a supernatural and miraculous way. God, I pray right now through the supernatural divine power That for those that walked in this room, they were dead. Before they leave this room, they're going to be alive. In Jesus Christ, miracles are going to happen.